freak of the week. Such a beautiful day. Welcome to Freak of the Week. We got sweaters and hands play. I don't Hello and welcome to Creek of the Week. Didn't know that one was live. Guess <laughs> I should have expected it. Yeah, you should have. We had some technical difficulties, people, but it's for a good reason. Yes. What's that good reason? Well, first of all, let's say who we are. My name's Eric. I'm Josh. And we are Creek of the Week. The Voltron Fist. <laughs> the Voltron Fist. Uh, whatever that means. Anyway, go ahead. Or, or take a drink, and I'll go ahead. Yeah. This is a special episode of Creek of the Week, everybody. It's a very special episode. Today, we're addressing teen pregnancy. No, that's not it at all. This week, we, well, I mean, the call has been put out probably since episode one, just randomly asking people to come on our show, particularly those that were involved in the filming of Dawson's Creek, although not necessarily. We'll let, I mean, we've asked everybody to come on our show. Yeah, I mean, basically anybody we've mentioned. Let's is. do a rundown. Chinese people, <laughs> white trash people, my trailer parks themselves, the actual <laughs> yes. real estate, <laughs> which you could arrange if I, you I put probably, your mind to it. I mean, our show could come to a trailer park. I could figure that out. Um, <laughs> but no, we got someone actually involved with the show. Who is it? This someone is Dylan Neal. After one of our listeners suggested to him over Twitter why haven't you gone on the show? He said, I haven't been asked. So I responded... Logical reason. I responded, Dylan Neal, will you come on our show? What he doesn't know is that he's been asked a hundred times just on a dumb podcast and it's never listened to. Yeah. With good reason. <laughs> so then uh, he actually responded and uh, we're making this happen, people. Yeah. Uh, the way this is going to work is we're going to watch a predetermined episode because... We didn't want to leave it up to random chance because you don't want to get an episode without Doug. Yeah, what would be the point of that? So we're going to watch Hurricane Rana. Good old Hurricane Rana. One See, of the best episodes. One of our favorites for sure. Yeah. And it's got possibly our favorite Doug moment, although some people yeah, off-put by it. I, honestly, I'd have watched 616. That was then, but we just did it last week. Yeah. I think that had possibly better Doug material, but you don't want to do them two in, twice in a row. Also, I was thinking. Of, I was thinking about it um, after we sort of made all the arrangements, and uh, the uh, final episode, you know, the movie would have also been very yeah, good. It would have been actually because that has ideal. some that has some really good Doug material. But it's two hours. It is two hours, and we don't necessarily want to force a uh, celebrity guest into something like that. <laughs> yeah, he is going to watch, at least as far as I know, he said he's going to yeah. watch the episode and t talk about it with us afterwards. We would love to have him watch it with us, but the technology just isn't there yet. People. <laughs> we can go to the moon. We can't. No, we probably could make this happen. I just thought it'd be weird. I didn't know if he had Skype and make him download a program and then watch it on our dumb webcam like we've done in the past. Yeah, and also, as you might recall, that didn't work so great. On uh, the guests and that yeah, worked okay, but yeah, not not ideal. Not it a... worked really well because she was very familiar with the episode. Yeah, and and enthusiastic. Yeah. So um, anyway, he'll it'll be a phoner. He's not in stewed with us. Someday, <laughs> someday we're gonna fill this spare bedroom up with some top shelf talent. But hell yeah, I'm for thinking... now it's just our top shelf. Next talent. summer, Vanderbeek. 
Yeah. James Vanderbeek, come on our show. We know you're going to be in Kansas City, bro. Just come on over. No, we would go to him, let's be honest. That's true. We'd drag this nightmare no, pile I would, of wires. I would drop the ducats on a task cam or something. We yeah. would have to. Anyway, that's not something to talk about now because I'm actually more excited for Dylan Neal. Because this dude's possibly, with the exception maybe of Drew, the most interesting secondary character, maybe the most interesting character on on Dawson's Creek, just from what you th- what is going on beneath the surface. Uh, yeah, and how little we get of him over the course of the series as compared to, say, a John Wesley ship, where, I mean, John Wesley ship, you know, we know all about Mitch. Yeah, it's, it's all out there. <clears throat> but for some reason, Dougie was always like, supportive older brother, yet giant fucking asshole, <laughs> nice guy, yet... Willing to pull a gun on his sibling. <laughs> Maniacally pulls a gun <laughs> on his sibling. <laughs> so um, I think it's one of the more interesting. And now, don't get me wrong. This this show was filmed 20-some-odd years ago. Uh, not quite, but yeah. And Dylan Neal is, is a hardworking actor. Like he might not remember much about the character at all. But the fact... And until I hear the dude's voice, I'm not 100% certain he's coming on our show. So... <laughs> But it's airing either way. It will air, assuming that someone, you know, calls us. Assuming we hear a voice. Um, yeah. So, there's no Roland. There's no R in Jesus. We're just going to hit up the hurricane. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we need to take a break? Uh, I do need to take a break. Or at least I need to stand up and put the DVD in. Yeah. So, we so, need to take a break. Yeah. We'll need to take a break. Um We'll be back very shortly with our three-peat of Hurricane. This does, even though we didn't roll it, this is going to count as it's three and out. Not that it matters, because if we get John Wesley Ship on the show, we're probably doing this episode again! (laughs) Uh, God, we'd have to, wouldn't we? (laughs) Yeah! Man, Hurricane is a really fucking good episode of Dawson's Creek. The only other, like, unless he has some super favorite episode, Yeah. the only other option in my mind would be... The episode after he dies, where it's all the, like the flashbacks flashback. stuff. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to take a uh, real quick break. I'm going to put the DVD in. We're going to watch Hurricane, and then we're going to talk to Dylan Neal, bro. And you get to listen to us get progressively and progressively more nervous. And panicked. <laughs> so have fun. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. Okay, and we're back. Um, we're going to start Hurricane Rada. Oh, not even a countdown. He just Hell no. jumped into it. Oh, it's a creepy baby head. Well, Here's the problem with doing Hurricane, we've seen twice. Like I said, since since we're well familiar with this, we don't really need to watch it. Um, our panic is only going to become that more noticeable as we're free to basically talk about whatever we want. That's true. Oh, fucking Bob is coming up. Bob. God damn Bob. That's not Bob. That's the weatherman. Yeah, I know. I said that. I said Bob is coming up. Oh, okay. Coming up in that V. Ah, oh, gross. Bob. Bob kind of looks like a, a B. Um, thank you for smoking guy, Two-Face. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart, yeah. This is not a great beer. No, it's awful. That's why I offered it to you. 
All right. But no. it'll get the job done. Does your mom know you know? Profoundly clueless. Man. Ah, uh, Mitch. Season one hair so, on Dawson is... It's like a whole separate character. Uh, yeah, yeah it really is. The tears of a child. Original music on this DVD. Yep. Season one is something yeah, special. Yeah. Everything's postponed. I am really curious if the uh, if the full series set has original soundtrack for season one. I I would doubt it. I think only this special first edition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eric was an early adopter of Dawson's Creek DVDs. People, you know it. This is pretty old at this point. Yeah. Well watched. Oh yeah, yeah. You've I've loaned it to many people, saying, "Like, why would I want to watch this?" Cut to a month and a half later. That was the best show. Back to you, Bob. Ah, seasonal one is good. Yeah, it's good shit. It has been a long time since we've heard this uh, this intro. Yeah, it used to be a lot. Really often. We'll just look at the hash marks next to season one. Ends. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know Dylan Neal wasn't in season two? Yeah. Yeah, he was doing something else. I'm not sure what off the top of my head. Uh, it, I, it's an H. I can't remember it. But. Um, this is all stuff we can get into in the actual interview. Oh, yeah. Assuming it's a real person. See the love in every eye, my friend. Hyperion Bay. So he's billed as a guest star. Yeah. I never, I, I never understood guest star, star, recurring. I don't know how all that stuff works. It's kind of a dumb, it's kind of a complicated But it affects thing. pay, right? I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, and basically how many episodes you're By the in. way, not to interrupt, but... Adirondacks, nice Adirondacks, bro. bro. Oh, and there's that fucking curtain. Oh, well, That's not going to protect it. Dana Barata. I'm trying to be a reporter. Fine, Jim. Back to Anybody you, needs me, I'll be right here, darning my husband's socks. One thing I'll give Gail in this episode. Sweater on fleek. Right, yeah. Letting you cover the hurricane. Of course not. I'm missing a certain appendage between my legs, which apparently makes one uniquely qualified to Well, you can nail it to the ground to keep you from blowing away. <laughs> I think it works that way. All right, I got flashlight, candles, cold shower. All right, I got flashlight, candles. <laughs> that was pretty well, funny, though. Cold shower. Just do it in there. Run next door and check on Jen and Mrs. Ryan. Extend an invitation to ride out the storm. Okay. Yeah, Dawson's season one voice is funny. I love it. My dad's a great guy, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe on the Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford idealistic side. That's true. Like a rock. Yeah. Without question. This is all true. Faithful. Dawson is not lying. No. Even to a fault. Definitely to a fault. So who's covering the Hurricane Chris? <laughs> Bob got the gig. Bob got the gig. Boy, he's on top of it. <laughs> He's a great guy. Hey, hey. Exactly. Bob's the anchorman. Um, honey, did you secure the front porch? I'll get right on it. Um, How much of a nightmare does, would Bob. that have to be? Hurricane Chris. Oh, that's right. 
Chris, the Hurricane Bob's anchor. To have your affair discovered by your child. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. That also happened to Jen's dad, as I recall. Right? Probably. I think that's what turned her... Yes, Doug! I am just stop your punk ass whining. School what was the first episode Doug was in? I think it was like in, three. Four. Yeah, we haven't watched two hey, or three. Orders. Yeah, I don't remember. It was before this. I don't think he was in the pilot. Doug, you're gonna have to learn how to process these hostile outbursts of rage. I mean, any therapist is going to tell you that these are just mere repression tactics to mask your true homosexual desire. Just because I'm pretty doesn't mean I'm gay. Because <laughs> he I'm is pretty. pretty. <laughs> I know. Oh, really? I think your CD collection... Oh, yeah, the Black Flags. Barbra Streisand, the not in his CD collection, by the way. Uh, Black Flag. Probably not. And soft complexity. This is true. You know, Doug, Doug have does have these things. <laughs> I'm on your side. I just want you to live a happy... Just Doug's things. Black Flag. Yes. You know, women happen to love my CD collection. <laughs> Answer me this. Why did you choose a profession that requires you to dress like one of the village people? I chose to wear a badge because our father, the chief of police of Capeside, instilled in me a sense of duty and a belief in justice. Right, which makes it all the harder for you to come out. Just like Batman. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that there are support groups for gay The hero, Capeside, needs I'm not the gay. one it deserves. Is, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> not a nerd. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm doing my Dawson's Creek podcast. You're waffling. We already agreed on this. It's yeah, booty. you're not blue waffling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do not Google search that, people. No, I'm kind of sorry I said it. You should be. I've never Google searched it. I just haven't thought of that forever. <laughs> Dawson's house is not as shoddily constructed. Yeah. Just because you're pregnant. Don't think you're going to get the last word on this. Watch me. Why do they go to Dawson's? What's wrong with their house? Um, they're white trash, as established in the last episode. They're not white trash. And, uh, their house is likely to blow away. Hey, Tamara's house, which also happens to be the exact same house that... Weird lobster flag. What does that mean? I'm sure that means something in sailor lingo. Might just be decoration. Yo, Pace, let's kick it. Watch that video the other day of him describing how it's different. How's your homework coming? I hope this bad weather's giving you a chance to catch up on your reading. Pacey can't read. Oh, really? Well, you'd be pleased. Your brother's doing quite well, Officer Witter. He, uh. Please call me Doug. Pacey performs when vagina is on the table. Oh, yeah. Literally and metaphorically. That is true. Tomorrow, whatever you like. Tomorrow? Ah. I'm sorry. I hate storms. I really don't do well at all. I hate saws being hit against the wall. Yeah. What a face Pacey's making. Yeah. Face needs a gun in it, if you ask me. Oh, he'll get it. I grabbed. She's doing a weird voice. Something about Remember, the season one, Grams, she was yeah. a little different. Yeah, that's true. A little meaner, a little... 
more religious. Hey. Yeah. Um, I heard your grandfather's back in the hospital. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. That's well, no, but it's convenient for this episode. At least he's not in the house. <laughs> we don't have to wheel his bed over here. We'd be abandoning him. Well, how are you doing? Good. Oh, how are you doing? I can't remember. Okay. Is this after uh, Dawson learned she's not a... Uh, yes. Cool, yeah, I think that was last episode. No, I... Discovery. It's not judgment or anything. It's just an yeah. observation. Don't talk about this. It's got nothing to do with you, okay? Us. I... I've I, I got a big to-do list in my head. Really. And you're not on it. Ha <laughs> oh, High five. Weak high five with a pin yeah. in my hand. You're not on it for another four seasons. Uh, yeah, you're actually top of the list now I think about it. Yep. All right, everyone, make yourselves at home. I gotta fix up some lunch. That's so kind of you. We really appreciate this. No problem, Ms. Ryan. You know, do you know? We've met. Just thinking about. We've mentioned the real world a couple times the last few episodes. Yeah. What if they like put a really religious old grandmother on the real world? I hate Eskimos. <laughs> but it would make shit real. It would. I have no facts and trophies. Oh, yeah, the, the Escher, confusing the shot. Escher shot. <laughs> I hate this shot. It is not... Well, you just be careful out there. I like you back I see what they're doing. I don't approve. <laughs> yeah. Kissy noises into a phone. God, she's, she's really asking to get caught. Yeah, she's fucking... Well, I... That's where the sexiness and the danger is, man. Yeah. It comes in the form of an A. <gasps> That's oh, yeah. literary shit, Big D. Hester Prynne, bitch. Motherfucker reads over here. <gasps> Turner. Ooh, what commercial break are we going to get? Ah, yard deck. Oh, man, that thing needs uh, refinishing. Mitch will get to that in the summer. How about what, the weather? Well, yes, actually, we're about to die. It's turned into I a hurricane of fire. Please hear me out. Um, I love your father. Now I know that. But I love Bob's dick. Hang on together, dude. Bob and I are grammatically incorrect. Okay, I respect Nelson for that. Complicated mind of an adulteress. Do you have some new earth-shattering rationale while you're breaking the sacred vows of marriage? It's pretty straightforward, Ooh. isn't it? No, it isn't. There are reasons. Why that? Boredom, maybe. I'm, why don't you pull this? I'm forty now. It's time to be selfish. Life is passing me by. Crap. Would you let Sounds me good. explain? How can you I'm explain? explain yeah. Purge, Gale. Right person. Purge sorry. anarchy, Gale. Remember, there's a whole missing element here. I think it's downstairs. And it yeah, shit. I mean, you know, I got to assume that uh, Pacey's dad is probably holed up though? somewhere, maybe at the uh, police station. Again, it's the Purge. It's the Purge in Cape Side. We know that. Okay? We know that Doug is uh, busy. I don't get it. It's another fan fiction I want to. I've got these two read. adolescent parents who bump like rabbits every day of their lives. You think that would be enough? But evidently, Dad couldn't keep up, and Mom just said, "Hey." Don't. Dawson, these things have very little to do with sex. Yes, I think so. Is the proposition of monogamy such a Jurassic notion? Is the proposition of monogamy such a Jurassic notion? It's actually difficult to say. Props to the beak. Yeah. Maybe it's not just Bob. Maybe it extends to the whole 6 and 11 action news teams. Your mother is a good woman. Good. I mean, 
We don't know. <laughs> yeah, you defend <laughs> I love that Dawson laugh so fucking much. <laughs> because it's the Sean Bateman I know, laugh. it's the Sean Bateman laugh. It's fucking... It only comes out once in a great while on the creek, it's but like, it's great it's when it does. It's the best thing. <laughs> it, for me, it wipes away all the bad parts of Dawson's personality and everything. It just reminds me that he's also Sean Bateman and amazing. <gasps> Someone's in the closet, bro. And earned that old thing. Get Doug's gun. <laughs> just, just fires three shots in there, Pistorius style. Good idea. That's a that's a topical reference. Remember how we used to play in there when we were kids? Now we'd reenact the whole third act from Jaws. Come on. You'd be Captain Quint and I'd be Hooper and Sheriff Brody. We knew all the lines by heart. We're not kids anymore, Joey. But wouldn't it be nice? Grow up, bitch. Wouldn't it be nice? Right. It's up there with sleeping over on the... We're too old for this list, I see. Actually, you're the one that brought that up. I'm too old for this. Look, I, I know you're still mad at me. The Murdoch list. <laughs> yes. And if you won't admit it, there's residue all over your face. Ooh. You know what? Maybe you better go, Joey. My verbal vomit's out of control today. I know what you're going through, Dawson. God, I was listening to our episode this weekend. I don't remember what it was, but there was some super gross line in the episode proper that we caught up, that we caught, like... Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> it was, like... Let me just offer the I immediately oh, wait, wait, wait. I can bring to this table. Mom card. Dead mom card. Oh, you know, dead mom card. Didn't have to talk it over it. May I suggest that you get down on your knees and thank God that you have a mother? Ah, dead mom card. It's actually like the the best example of the dead mom card. Yeah. Sorry, Dawson, I forgot for a second. Apparently you me. forgot. Mm. Don't feel bad, Dawson. And don't feel bad, Joey. Within like 20 episodes, it will be about you. All about you. All the time. A little fresh rosemary, some ground pepper. I think I know a little bit more about the culinary arts. It was just delicious, Mrs. Ryan. I think I know a little bit more about the culinary arts than someone who graduated from CIA. Pretty messy. See, uh... See, uh... Big pop writer? Oh, well, what I'm trying to say is... uh, And now it's too late to even bring the point up. Bessie just played Grams and... Yeah. Later season grams will never fall no. for something like that. No. That is absolutely true. I'm going to say Gail's sweater. It's not on fleek, man. The color's not great. I mean, it's the big old sweater. Self, the sweater itself looks great, but I... the color. Yeah. yeah. This is really fucked up. That's what she means. Every sentence that comes to mind ends with the F. I'm and a couple with the N-word. <laughs> Why? Because Gail is a closet racist. <laughs> oh, lights flash. What's happening? Yeah. Not only do I hate you, I hate your son. Seems to run in the creek. Possibly it's in the water supply here. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> be a pretty boring show if everybody was very selfless looking out for everybody else. And, yeah. Like Pacey does. Yeah, he's got his moments. Wolf of Wall Street motherfucker. Nice Sweet, lazy Susan with fleurs. 
I never expected a hurricane to come this far north. Well, I'm an officer of the law, and it's my job to protect people, so... Especially <laughs> <laughs> hot people. Doug, turn it on the charm. What was that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Just some shit blowing around on your porch. Uh, should you go out there? <laughs> this is my job, Tammy. I thought, this is my job, Tim. I thought they boarded it up. They did. It's not this particular one? I guess not. The brother's very nice. He's a closet case. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Full-blooded, 100% gay man. I mean, he likes to keep it quiet, you know, being an officer. Small, town. small town. Yeah. Does your dad know? Uh, my parents are in denial about this. It's really, it's an ugly situation. But... Badge brother. That makes it sound like they're both cops. Yeah. Thin blue line. Missing you too, but like when I first watched this, I was like, you know, this seemed a lot more innocent than it does now, as time has moved on and I've grown older. Yeah. It's a lot grosser. Yeah. Well, the uh, the real weird. Oh, that is gross. God, that sweater is that sweater is never going to be on. Oh, what is the restaurant, restaurant under the sea? Thank God. Oh. Realizes that the kelp takes off. The kelp. The whole chain of leery oh. restaurants, coast to coast. Mitch, it's great day. He's such a dreamer. Something wrong, Dawson? Why did ice cream have to steal it all from us? God damn you, ice cream! God damn Something you to hell! Wrong. Consume one pound of you after this. There's something that <laughs> Get revenge. I mean, good idea. There's something that I have to tell you. I'm gonna leave you two alone. Uh, no, Dawson. We're family. This falls on all ears. And dicks. And what is it? Poor innocent, stupid uh, Mitch. What is it? Wow, <laughs> um, He's such a nice guy. He is. He's about to not be a nice guy. He's too nice for this world. I saw some recap of this episode where somebody was talking about how he's abusive the way he treats her. What? I disagree. Um, Mitch, it's it's twenty years later, and I I don't see that at all. Just the the way he strikes fear into her heart with a flashlight, and that you don't get to cry. I gave up that dream. It, I, it's okay. I've accepted it. I mean, I still would like to be like a, a Jenny Jones or a Sally Jesse Raphael. <coughs> what is your point, woman? God, I'm digressing. Uh, yeah. I mean, who watches those shows anyway? <laughs> somebody does somebody uh, wrong, and then they go on TV with their IQ of three and bitch and moan about it for the whole world uh, to see. Now, I know this is a judgment, but... This is a well-written I scene. I prided myself yeah. about being that kind of person. You know, the kind of person that would wind up on a panel of, of cheaters and lowlifes. And, but I am. And, and, yeah. and liars, I mean. What do you say? As the rage builds. What I, am I don't see any at this point. No, it's past down. Two months, it's down in the, the past 62 stomach. Days. Now it's going up. Every time that I've come home late. Every time that I've made an excuse to leave this house. Here we go, people. Every time that I haven't been with you. I have been with someone else. Another man. Porking. Having sex with another Bomb dropped. So right now the rage is in the throat. But it's about to come out. Oh, the kelp. 
It's about to get thrashed. You left us too soon. <laughs> Goodbye, the kelp. These are your final moments. Minch. Minch? <laughs> and then it goes horror movie. Yep. It'd be like great if it cut to him standing suddenly. Yeah. Dawson's limp body at his feet. Batteries. Batteries. Dawson. Mitch. Dawson. Ah, this is so goddamn real. Flashlight into the other room right now. Where is that lantern? I don't know how to process this, so I am going to do something else. Talk to me. I had it in my hands, and now it's disappeared. Where is it? Where'd it go? Oh, the kelp! Why? What the kelp do to you? You don't get to cry. You don't get to cry. Suck those tears back in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now she's crying. Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah, it's Grams. Oh, yeah, everything's fine. I think there's more candles upstairs. Oh, Gail. Gail, you did this to yourself. Tammy, I'm really sorry about my brother. We've had to put up with this pinhead imbecile for years now. Pinhead? Oh, Pacey's pinhead? Oh, wow, that'd be dope. I'm really sorry. It's okay, well, Doug. Really, it was my fault. I ran into him. Oh, they're playing Monopoly. They're planning on being there a while. Yeah. What do we got here? Well, she couldn't find the puzzle box. Well, have you ever played the if game? No, how do you do that? Oh, it's a really good way to get to know each other. Uh, I ask you a question like, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? And then you answer and uh, you ask me something. Okay. Dick. From Monopoly. That game has a point. <laughs> that game it's has just a, a really point. good way to get to know That's each other. That's true. <clears throat> I like Monopoly. All right, let me see. Um, if you had to pick it's one It's no risk. That you had to live in for true, the rest of your life. Nobody That's ever wants to play Risk. Easy. New York, my hometown. <laughs> no other place like it. So why'd you move? Uh, well, because... Why I did she change. move? I have a... I... Sure, mm. yeah. They don't get into it, but that was well, very... I was shifty. Yeah. yeah. I... Got in trouble for being a student. I think she's a... Serial, serial offender? Okay, yeah. Perhaps Doug, we should make a podcast about it. Any we could call it Multiple Offender. Time. Easy. Tony, West Side Story. Fair enough. I love that. <laughs> Somewhere is my favorite. It's mine too. I must have watched that movie. Uh, Doug has a way with the ladies. Yeah. A million babies are circumcised. It's the only one they really show that, though, I think. It's yeah. a human rights issue. It's a harsh and barbaric example of child abuse. Bessie was ahead of the time on this. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like what everybody's that saying now. Ooh, she's off and running. I'm pretty sure that uh, Grams would understand that the child is likely to be mixed. That we're unmarried and about to have a child in sin. What I object to most, Bodie, is when children raise children. Get ready, Bodie. That child. Get ready, Bodie. Yes. Part black, part white, it doesn't matter, Mrs. Ryan. This child will be 100% loved. By you, yes, but not necessarily by society. I think that's what she's trying to say. She's saying it very judgmentally. Yeah. But, you know, she's of her time. All lives matter is basically what she was saying, right? Yes. (laughs) Blue lives matter, specifically. 
All the lives except Harambe. What are you doing out here? In the cutscenes, she dons her trunk cap. Maga. <laughs> oh, that yeah, that SUV is going to be Mitch sitting in the Lincoln. Don't know, don't care. I'm taking a break. You know, it's just an ego thing. Just like Ross and Rachel. How could there possibly have been anyone before me? You know, how can I measure? I'm ashamed of myself. Really, that's right. I'm sure there's measuring tapes in this I might co-host a Dawson's Creek podcast. What do you mean? But. Really don't know anything about friends, so... You've heard references to Ross and Rachel being on a break, right? No. You've never heard anybody mention that? I have no memory of that. I know that Ross and Rachel were a couple. I think Rachel was Rachel, uh... It's like the soup Nazi. It's like one of those sitcom things that was really big and everybody said for 20 minutes and people sometimes reference back to now. You've heard the soup Nazi, right? Yes, I have heard of the soup Nazi. Basically the same thing. Was Rachel Jennifer Aniston or Courtney Cox? I honestly don't know. You fucking know that. You're no, I now. do not. You know that. No, I do not. I know Phoebe was Lisa Kudrow, and Chandler was the guy who was on Studio 60, whose name I can't recall. David Schwimmer was Ross, and Joey... Was the dumb guy? No, fine, thanks. Who has the same name? Mister, I can't think of his name. Well, that's that's a good friends quiz. You just all right. Good deal. But Rachel was Jin Ann. In the news this week, and can I just say, I think that New York Post, I think it was article about the picture of her laughing when Brangelina broke up. I think that was some scumbag Simple fucking newsery. I did not see that. Brangelina broke up. Yeah, I was aware of that. Okay. They just posted a picture of Jennifer Aniston laughing. It looked like while she was doing like her Hollywood star or something. She was in like, looked like she had her hands in front of her. And they they were just implying that she was laughing at their failure. And I said, that's some fucking, some douchebag shit. Yeah. It's nice to know that she'll be forever tied to a uh, relationship that ended ten years ago. I know, it's fucking just, like, I don't know. Okay, so here's a real weird thing that I thought of. Okay, Gene Wilder died a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Big bummer. Um, People kept talking about how, oh, he'll be with Gilda again. Gilda Radner. Obviously, she's in hell. She was a Jew. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I don't know where that came from. I broke one of our post-its. Yes, you did. Did you see the Bette Midler TV version? I know she was great. No, uh, Gypsy. but where were you going um, with that? The thing is, he's been married to a woman for literally 25 years who was by That's his side when he died. I mean, literally, this was a relationship that ended 30 years ago. Yeah. So what must his current life... Or what happens, man? Well, heaven like, say, isn't real. Let's just get that out of the way. Let's, yes, I... Sure. Believe what you want to believe, but... Let's say you're deeply deep in love with someone. You broke one. That... Dies when you're 25. You get remarried and fall in love with another person, and then you die. If you're going to heaven, do you just like split your time between the two of them? When when she's like a timeshare, yeah. Okay. Get behind that. 
please, don't pull the age Don't pull the age thing. 24, soon to be 25. Okay, so Doug is 24 now. Pacey is 15. 15 or 16. Maybe 16. His birthday is in this season, yeah. No, no, it's not. Did you tell her I'm gay? Anyway, we'll, we'll say 15. So he is 10 years older, which should be about right. With I had just been thinking about that, yeah. I have good gay dog. But that would make him about... You told her, didn't you? Let's think of the finale. I'm not gay. She has gay dog. He's 10 years older than Jack, so he's pretty old for Jack. Yeah, it's okay well, to be gay. That's exactly what I was But let's see, so it's... Hey, four. look, we got... You tell her right now I am not gay. Guys, guys, hey. Ah, Dougie Gunplay. Does kind of stuff all the time. Tell her. Pacey's staring not, him down. Not good trigger control either. He's, no. He's ready to blast Pacey's face through the back of the couch. Well, he is an officer of the law. So he has a right to do that. Yeah. He's not caring. <laughs> all right <laughs> then. So who's <laughs> it? Oh, Don't Neil's fun. <laughs> okay, whose turn is <clears throat> uh, John was ships in Lincoln. Okay, so he's 10 years old. Oh, I was just trying to figure out how old he is in the finale, because if that's five years, it's basically 10 years past this, so he'd be 35. He'd be our age, basically, in the finale. Yeah, yeah roughly. Maybe slightly Spot, younger. Isn't it? And he looks damn good for it. Dude, pictures of the guy now, he doesn't look like any different. I know, it's show. fucking irritating. I mean, I mean, good for him. I think I'm going to be pulling off that same trick somehow. Oh, yeah, definitely. On the pier at the marina, and you were... The other day I went to the casino and I got carded, and the guy's like, You're 37? Yeah, guy was totally hitting on me. Oh, yeah. That five-foot-tall, bearded, neck-beard security guard. Sweet. Soap opera names, you know, like, I don't know, like, Lexus or... Man, this fucking... This is a great episode. It really is. And, like, not for the main cast. Dawson, Joey, they're pulling his bullshit. Yeah, they really have nothing going on, but... That I loved you. Yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. I mean, I think. Quick, you know, every time we watch, comes that I don't know, I like get a new favorite every time we watch a good one. It's a decision that you make, and I made it right there on the spot. What I need for you to know is that our love came quick, and it's lasted. It's weathered the storm. Immature. But it's over now. But as quickly as I made that decision 20 years ago to love you, I'm taking it back. Yes. Feel the hate flow through you. I choose to hate you now. No, bitch, don't. It's already done. Just like that. I love how he manipulated her and made her think there was a chance and then just fucking... Drop the hammer. So I suggest you get out, out of the car <laughs> before I physically remove you from it. I'm going to the liquor store. No, he's going to get ice cream. Not for the liquor, but for the 16-year-old girls that hang out there. I don't know why I'm turning Mitch into a pedophile. All of a sudden. I don't know either. <laughs> Him and Mara, same boat. Yeah, let's get together. 
Ah, it's the next day. The ending music. Kind of wish I'd be in a hurricane just so I could put up some plywood and then spray paint. Yeah. Things that get on the news. Yeah. Once again, thank you very much. It's been a very interesting day. Oh, anytime. Oh, sorry about the gunplay. Why'd they buy all this plywood to cover their windows? They just could have used Joey's ass. Jeez, call back to last week. Yeah. Uh, sorry. It's misogynistic. He's a younger man. Okay. Let's go, Squirt. Wouldn't it be funny if Doug's cap like wasn't didn't have the bent brill but bill but it was like kids wear it these days where it's flat i do not get that at all <laughs> i don't either but it can be comfortable right <laughs> it doesn't look like it <sighs> gail's been sitting out in the rain all night waiting for mitch to come home well that was awkward What's more awkward, Dawson? Your seafoam green walls and natural wood trim. I'm leaving, Dawson. Uh, I don't know. I think that's actually... I go there, with that tone of wood, no, that's no, actually not a bad Dawson, combination. Okay, because this seems to be the day did Jen sleep there that night? Yeah, I'm my everybody turn. did. Where'd she sleep on there? That was I lost my Big D's chance. Yeah? Oh, wait, this is, this is big news, too. Older guy who got me drunk. But where was it, Jen? I don't really remember his name, but after the first pregnancy scare, I went on the pill and I used condoms... Most of the time, I, most of the time, only um, takes one wrong time, Jen. Oh, that's kind of blurry. I was really, I was really drinking a lot and having blackouts and Here's stuff. Here's the heart to heart, people. <sighs> Dawson wants to like her. Look at that face. He's like a puppy dog. She's tainted goods, bitch. <laughs> and I don't want to know that. My fucking favorite movie, I think. That's understandable. <laughs> because you gotta hack your own brain. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, caught by dad. That's gross. People on the show use the word fornicating a lot more than people in real life. People on the street. Billy on the street. Treat, treat, treat. Oh, the end of the episode's uh, nearing and the panic Come is starting to show. grow. That too. Yeah. Yep, we're not that far from it. He! It is your own stupid hang-ups. My parents have this raging sex life, and I guess I... Uh, do you have Prince Albert in a can? <laughs> Hang up. <laughs> you better let him out. This doesn't equal happiness. I know that now. And I'm sorry about lying to you. I just wanted you to like me. I mean, I've learned from it. I'm a better person. It's gotten me here. And this is my chance to stop it. Yeah, this I want to say chance. her whole really nice sexualized pretty early that. thing, if I remember, started when uh, uh, she walked in on her dad porking like one of her friends. Because oh, right. God. Her dad's in the show, though. Yeah. Um, I think it's fifth season. Or sixth. Maybe. Sixth. Uh, yeah, it's like fifth or sixth. What a piece of shit. Whose dad do we not get to see? They see all their dads. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Audrey? Oh, she yeah. barely counts, but... You know whose uh, mom we don't get to see? <laughs> Joey. Joey. Sorry, Jojo.
Ah, Tamara. Setting her portrait. Nice flannel. Circle back. It's late, Pacey. I just had one more if question. Here, I got it, I got it, I got it. If you could do any one thing in your life again. Ah, uh, hammock. Well, I wouldn't have married an abusive fat stockbroker. <laughs> Although it did give me a nice Same divorce time. settlement. Maybe that's what inspired Pacey uh, to become a stockbroker. Possibly. It did not inspire him to become fat, so no. Yet. Maybe it was on his long-term list. Possibly. Did you really think that it was going to make me jealous by flirting with Deputy Doug? Plus, why is Tamara body shaming? I don't flirt. Good point. Because if you did, it's exceedingly unnecessary. Gross. I'm already jealous. He's much bigger than she is. Yeah, which is weird because he's much younger. Yeah. It was known the smell of your hair. Uh, your body. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a fucking Tell me that isn't a turn off. Film noir. Yeah. Wait, I If you could do any one thing right now, that dude. Would have <laughs> well, well, I would have Pacey? said you until I met your brother. Well, Pacey, dad ass. Strap? <laughs> I don't think there's no. Yeah. there's no like onomatopoeia for strap. Yeah. <sighs> Mitch coming home, driving over a bunch of goddamn brush. Make it a navigator? Yeah, I think so. Nice truck. Mitch That's a cup. Gail probably bought that with her anchor woman money. Yeah. <clears throat> Mitch just spent the hurricane driving the fuck around. Probably Funny if Gail the- says, if you're going to leave in my vehicle again, <laughs> ask permission. She's kind of like an evil witch. Probably driving through puddles and sending the big <laughs> rooster tails. <laughs> Thinking, man, I should get me a Baja buggy. On the very road that ends his life. Oh, no. The road he's driven a million times. R.I.P., Mitch. We miss you. Get ready, Mitch, because... They're in heaven with the Roman. He did it in the butt. I think we made that joke before. Yeah, I believe so. (laughs) I woke up one day, Mitch, and I realized my life was perfect. Everything I ever wanted from the time I was six. We are rapidly running out of time. I guess it's not rapid. It's the same amount of time that time always flows. Normal pace. Perfection is a discomforting state. And I got restless. What do you do when everything We had to fight many technical difficulties to get this damn thing to record for some reason. It's just the way you've always wanted it to be. I have the perfect home, a career, the most gifted child. He's not the most gifted child. That no, would be Andy. <laughs> or Joey. No. <laughs> Dumbest girl on paint side, bro. <laughs> no, she's not. And I guess that left me feeling empty, not wanting. Like, I don't... And I just wanted to want... I don't get this. Her, like, sort of, I don't know, excuse so, explanation, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I have heard it, but like, or things like it. You know, enough times from enough different sources I that now. I sort of do. Like, okay, this is a thing that people go through. Yeah, things are too perfect. I want to fuck them up to inject yeah. a little drama. 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mitch is Skrillex. I'm becoming I'm a mime. my tongue. <laughs> in two different ways. <laughs> Take the plywood down, Mitch. Come on. He will. He's just having a rough day. He's got some shit going on, bro. That shelf is sweet. What shelf? The one that's like a boat, or like a boat. Insensitive and not self-obsessed to the extreme. To the extreme, Dawson rocks a mic like a candle. Vandal. Light up the stage. And wax a chump like a candle. That's the second Vanilla Ice reference of this episode. Yep. Can we go for three? I keep it in my back pocket and it's way too easy. Yeah, you do. You really do. Yeah, you gotta knock that shit off. Might make you more likable. <laughs> Might get a boyfriend sometime. And smile more while you're at it, bitch. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and you might try some uh, Pilates, you know. Put a little makeup on. Come on. I mean, you're you know. Born and you dress. <laughs> you know, you could be a very pretty girl. No. <laughs> Do something with that hair. Oh, we're not nice people. Boys, yeah. Nope, but we're gonna pretend to be <laughs> in just a few minutes. <laughs> True. Can't seem to remember a single mistake. What can I do for you, Joey? I want to be a good friend. What can I do? Oh my God, <laughs> he's like an eight-year-old. What am I doing, you doing? <laughs> Actually, he's like, he's like a twelve-year-old with Downs. You know, just <laughs> full of hugs. Yeah. He's a lovable boy. Yeah. Please. What can I do for you? I just want to be a good friend. Play Jaws in the closet. Hang out in the closet. Sure, Is Doug in there? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's a useless shelf, but it is pretty cool looking. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Gotta get a shot at this organ said. Ah, and they're in the stuffed shark with a diver in his mouth. They're doing this all out of sync. I don't know why. Because it was added in post. Sounds likely. Okay. Whoo. Well, hey, that was another solid episode of The Creek. One of our faves. Now what we're going to do is take a little break, and when we come back, in theory, we will be talking to superstar Dylan Neal. <clears throat> Deputy Doug himself, people. Wish us luck, everybody. Are you hype? Get hype. Okay, we'll be back. Bye-bye. Oh, shit. <laughs> there it is. <clears throat> okay, well, here comes Dylan Neal. Three, two, and... Hello? Hey, is this Josh? This is Josh. Hey, it's Dylan Neal calling. How are you? I am amazing, because we are talking to an actual Hollywood celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm glad your parameters are wide. Yeah, <laughs> great to be here with you. Ah, that this is just amazing. We weren't certain until literally 
I heard your voice that this wasn't going to be a prank call. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of expected Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba Booey. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry to disappoint there. No, uh, no yeah, disappointment. No, no. This is uh, this is happening, guys. Whether you like it or not, we're doing this. Great. Um, my name's Eric, by the way. I'm the other host of this little program we do. Hey, Eric. How are you? I am pretty great. Good. Good. Before we actually start talking about Dawson's Creek, um, I'm just curious. Uh, we've all obviously read up your Wikipedia page and everything, but um, it'd sure. be cool to hear it from from your mouth how you got started acting and all that. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, that would take us back to high school. Um, I'd always, I think, had interest in in theater and the entertainment world, but mm-hmm. I, I was a very shy kid, and uh, the high school. Uh, that I originally was at, I didn't have a drama program. You would just sign up to do that, the high school play. And that was way too intimidating for me. Uh, and then I switched schools, uh, for my last two years of high school. Uh, and in Ontario, back in the day, we, we went to, uh, a 13th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so grade 12 and 13, I was at a new school with a, with a really, really great drama program and a fantastic, uh, drama teacher who uh, sort of took me under her wing. Her name was Jan Barrett. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just fell in love with everything there from obviously the acting, but we wrote our own plays and we had to build our own sets and, you know, learn how to use the the, 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 the lighting system and the sound and, and we would tour and it was a very advanced theater program. Oh, wow. And yeah. so she knew that I had sort of an inkling of maybe taking this further and she introduced me to an agent in Toronto, and uh, he ended up signing me, not because I was particularly talented, but I think I was a cute kid with a with a with a good work ethic. Yeah, that, <laughs> that. that makes it, so the work ethic makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, it may, well, hopefully, you know, for someone like me uh, who had a long way to go. Uh, so I just started uh, in the Toronto area doing what uh, young actors do, um, auditioning for commercials and little bit parts and, and TV and film. And, uh, you know, I, that's how I started, like everybody, doing the exact same thing, really, just baby steps. Yeah. What was what'd you say your first, like, major role up in Canada was? I didn't have any major roles, I would say, in Canada. Uh, uh, I, I was just lucky to, to get work here and there. I think my very first job was in a CBS TV movie. And I think Gary Cole was the lead, if I remember. Um, I can't even remember the name. It's probably on, on IMDb. Was but, it? Uh, was it maybe Learning and, and, the Ropes? No, no. Oh, Echoes in the Darkness. That was the name. Echoes uh-huh. in the Darkness. I think it was a you know detective um, thriller. Oh, okay. And you know, I had probably like two or three lines. You know, scared out of my mind. And uh, uh, and Dave Foley was in it. If you remember from oh. uh, Kids in the Sweet. Hall, he yeah, was we, a young guy. We're big fans. You know, of a little bit older than me. Uh, and so it, it was just my first time on a set. And, and for the next couple of jobs, all you're doing is just trying not to completely screw up yeah. and, and sort of, you know, keep your head low and your eyes open, your ears open, and uh, just learn as much as you can. I've heard um, it's a pretty different so my, scene you know, in my, Canada. What was that? I said I've heard that it's a pretty different, like, just a different vibe in Canada as an actor. You, you're, I don't know, just it's it's less cutthroat maybe than than when you get down into the states it's a very different industry up there uh if yeah canadian actors have a tougher road right uh, there's not a star system there isn't 
the same kind of mindset where you're necessarily going to have one job lead to something bigger and something bigger. You constantly, for forever, if you stay there, are going to be doing uh, small small jobs uh, just mm-hmm. to pay your bills. And you know, hopefully, you'll you'll get bigger opportunities. And certainly, a lot of American projects shoot up in Canada all the time. Yeah. And uh, you'll you'll work a fair bit, but you won't get paid the same. And it won't necessarily lead to bigger things. And because they don't have nearly as many programs uh, on television in Canada as they do in the States, if you get, let's say, a Canadian series and you're a a lead in a Canadian series, Mm -hmm. however long that job lasts, let's say three, four, five years, when it's over, instead of it being a launching pad to, well, you're going to get another series now, you've kind of made it, right? Like as it happens in the States – up there, the mentality is, well, you've been used up. Let's share the wealth with someone else. <laughs> and wow. so uh, you're right back to guest starring again. <laughs> and, and, like, there is no star system. So yeah. it's a scary proposition for a Canadian actor um, if you're very ambitious. Um, I, I'm not saying that you automatically need to go to the States, but it's a very, very different career you're going to have if you stay in Canada. You may work more than someone in the United States, but you're going to make less. And the prospects of you getting to a level of career comfortability may not happen. It's just a, it's just a completely different industry up there. And, uh, I was always very ambitious and knew that I was going to come down to LA at some point. Uh, I think it took me five years, which was the right thing to do. I, uh, you know, my growth in this industry has always been very slow, you know, fortunately steady. But, uh, you know, I was not a very good actor in my 20s and, and, and even into my, my 30s. I, I just was very shaky, sort of out of my body always, despite spending a lot of time in training and class. Uh, let's, let's just chalk me up to being sort of a late bloomer <laughs> in, in this. And so I was uh, it was smart of me to stay in Toronto as long as possible. But on the flip side, um, you don't necessarily want to wait too long to get into the American game because it is so heavily built on new faces and youth. And youth-oriented, yeah. And if you're a a good-looking kid, whether you're a woman or a guy, you know, there's networks specifically tailored for you, such as the old WB or the current CW, where if you're lacking in certain skill sets, if if you're darn pretty... (laughs) <laughs> they might put you to work anyway, and uh, you can start getting your chops uh, just by working. So uh, it, it was smart of me to come down when I did. And, and so I guess my real break, back to your original question, is when I got Bold and the Beautiful in yeah. around early, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave me my first regular job. It allowed me to apply for my green card, and then from there, years down the road, to get my citizenship and uh that that's when everything kind of changed. I I've been a working actor ever since I I got Bold and the Beautiful. I think that was around ninety four. But you know that took me seven years to even get to that point. Yeah. Um. So uh, I always tell people when they get into the industry, you you really should expect to put in ten years, uh, and and not consider what you should be doing outside of the industry until you've put in that ten years. And and I've heard that applied to music as well. Um, you shouldn't get into this industry if you're going to say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll give it a year or two and right. see what happens. That's just not long enough. It's, it's way too, way too much of a grind. 
I am curious. What was the experience like on the Bold and the Beautiful? Because we're just um, we've got a little printout of of some of your work here, and it's it says you did 119 episodes in two years. That seems that seems exhausting to me. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. I think that's probably short. So you know how IMDb never really gets anything true, right. True. Um, I, I probably did over 300 shows in oh, man. In, in about three years. I, I think I had a three year contract. Um, so yeah, soaps are a grind, and not everybody can do it. You, you have to memorize massive, massive amounts of uh, dialogue um, because you shoot at least one show every day, and sometimes you you shoot several shows, like maybe three shows over two days. Um, now that's more the case with the half hours, like Bold and the Beautiful, and I think there mm-hmm. were some others back in the day. Uh, not quite the same, I don't think, for the hour shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're you're memorizing often at least 30 pages. And and the problem with soaps is, you know, if you get your lines out grammatically correct or at least even close, mm-hmm. we're moving on. Yeah, they've got, <laughs> you know, they've got another shot. This is not shot. about performance. <laughs> this is not about performance. We're, as actors, we're literally holding the sides, which are, you know, the printed out uh, copy of your dialogue. We're holding that in our hands, still memorizing as they're giving us the countdown, like five, four, three. Uh-huh. And they point at you. And all we do is we drop the sides on the ground or stuff them behind pillows on the sofa. Oh, wow. And we just try to regurgitate what we just learned and, and pray to God you got it out in the right order because they don't take time like we. They'll reshoot it if they have to, but like they're shaking their head at you, like, dude, you know, get with the program. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, they always say soaps are a good training ground, and and I think in some cases it can be, but um, uh, you know, I don't know. The emphasis sure isn't on the acting for from from my experience, anyways, and yeah. um, uh, it, it's a grind. It's yeah. hard to hone your craft when you're under that type of pressure. A, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, you certainly learn. Uh, to be comfortable on a set, hopefully you, you learn a little bit about the camera and and taking the little bit of direction that you get. You don't get a lot of direction, yeah. but you know, hopefully as well, you're able to just be working with someone opposite you. And and I purposely stayed in class when I was on Bold and the Beautiful because a I thought I was horrible and I thought I was going to get fired like any day. And I knew I didn't want to stay on soaps because if you, if you stay too long, then you really do get typecast and you're going to have mm-hmm. a tough time or a yeah. tougher time getting out of them if you want to move on to prime time. And so, uh, you know, I, I was purposely trying to play against the melodrama and some of the other things that are inherent in the genre. Um, and, and that can't be avoided either, by the way. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you know, we make fun of soaps, but they are structured the way they are for a reason because you're telling an episode a whole show every single day five days a week for them to give you the same quality of program that you see in prime time you'd need like a staff room of writers of about 50 oh yeah right yeah you'd have a bigger budget than like than like game of thrones game of thrones (laughs) times three yeah and you know to churn out that kind of because what happens on soap is that you have to slow it down Right. So what's yeah. the joke about a soap? If you if you watch it one day and then tune in six months later, you know exactly where you are because nothing's moved. Exactly. That's kind of the only way they can survive. Can you imagine writing, you know, an episode of ER or or Game of Thrones to air every day of the week? It just can't be done. So you have to slow it down. The actors have the the characters are a little dumber <laughs> in catching on to what's going on <laughs> around them. Right. Yeah. You just have to stretch it, stretch it because you're producing. 
about, you know, uh, uh, however many days a week, uh, days in the year, right, without the weekends. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a daunting challenge. And so you got to give them a break a little bit for the, for the genre. They're doing the best they can with a, you know, a, a crazy schedule. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's specifics to, it's what it's built to be. You can't you can't expect yeah. a bench to be a comfortable armchair. <laughs> you know? No, you cannot. A bench is meant to be a bench. <laughs> well, um, so how then did you end up getting started on Dawson's Creek? Was let's see. Um, well, it was just a regular audition, and I'm trying to think of where I was at that. So we're looking at around ninety seven, ninety eight, right? Yeah. I, I been off Bold and Beautiful for a little bit. I got really lucky, and I got a spelling series and then a pilot as well at Fox, a sitcom, uh, and I was doing them both, and so I guess they had just ended. Yeah, the spelling series got canceled, and I think it was shortly thereafter that this was just a regular audition, and um, I think it was mentioned that it might be a recurring. I don't even remember if it was you know, maybe just considered a one-off at first. Mm. And so, and so I got it and, um, you know, I, uh, uh, you know, it's a lucky thing because obviously it's an iconic show and, um, you know, it was good to me for a number of years. Uh, but, but what we were talking, what I was talking about, there was sort of always being a bit of an awkward actor in my twenties and even into my thirties. I think that awkwardness and not being quite settled Mm -hmm. into who I was as a performer helped the character of Doug. And I, I'm positive that's what Kevin Williamson saw in me when, when he, I don't think he was in the room. I think I went on tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a slight awkwardness yeah. to Doug. And, and that's just me, frankly. But it works in this case, I think, uh, yeah. with Doug, because he is the butt of the joke, certainly with Pacey at all times. And that awkwardness kind of kind of works. It was actually one of the questions I pre-planned to ask you because Doug, he he's kind of a heel. I mean, he's kind of a jerk a lot of the time, but yet I've yeah. never met, like we've talked to a lot of Dawson's Creek fans since we started this podcast, and everybody loves Doug. So it's got to be some of yeah. that, that awkward innocence that um, you, don't, you don't hate the guy. Yeah. He's an older brother. That's what yeah. older brothers do. That that was, well, that that's the writing. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm adding a little bit to it as well. I mean, I, I'm trying to, but it was very clear on the page that Doug's not a jerk. I think it's tough when your younger brother is smarter than you, <laughs> and he's a wise ass, and he's got your number at all times. And so you're naturally going to be upset. You're naturally going to be short-tempered with him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, as I think we saw throughout the years, you know, blood's thicker than, than water, and they, at the end of the day, always we're going to be family. You yeah. know, if anyone was ever going to be picking on Pacey, Doug would have been there. And, and I think vice versa, you know, if it were a serious enough case. For sure. And so I think that that shows through. And I think that's what, um, you know, the writers always wanted to make clear. Let's have lots of banter. Let's let there be fireworks. But at the end of the day, they do love each other. And, um, and I think you'll understand where Doug's, um, you know, his, his, his anger or his uh, short-temperedness comes from. Well, and especially that leads into, honestly, my biggest question about Dawson's Creek as a whole, which yeah. you and Kevin Williamson could answer. Um, <laughs> like, basically, when w- when did you know that Doug was gay? I mean... Like, yeah, 
Because well, if you watch the series, it plays that way, I mean, like perfectly. Going back and watching it after you know, you know, after the fact, how it ends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know, there's something interesting there. Um, here's some insight for you guys. No one knows this. Uh, so I did the first season of Dawson's Creek, and I did. I don't know how many episodes. Maybe you guys know. Did I do like around four episodes or something like that? That sounds yeah. And, first season, yeah. And like I was saying, this is at the WB, right? Well, it's a small little network, and they pay attention to their actors. Mm-hmm. So what happened is after the first season, I got another WB series called Hyperion Bay with Mark Paul Gossler, right? Oh, okay. And I had to leave Dawson because I couldn't do both, uh, or they wouldn't have allowed at that time to do both. Uh, I went off to do Hyperion Bay. It was a tumultuous year. It didn't really ever quite work. I think we did around 17 episodes, and it got canceled. Hmm. What happened in that second season uh, is I think at that time they brought in the character of Jack, right? Mm -hmm. And in around season five, because after Hyperion was canceled, I went back to Dawson's for season three and and then on. Mm -hmm. And I asked Paul Stupin, one of the executive producers, uh, in the final year, because I was starting to add some things together in my own head. And I said, Paul, I had always heard that I caused a, a bit of a, a kerfuffle here at Dawson's when I left season two because they had big plans. And he said, yeah, that rings a bell. And I said, if I hadn't left, was I basically going to be the Jack character that we were oh. going to explore the gay character, you know, quote unquote, the gay character through Doug? And he, he looked at me and he paused and said, probably best not to ask that question. <laughs> so I think I totally screwed myself by taking oh. this uh, very uh, short-lived, uh, unremembered little series called Hyperion Bay, and I would have maybe become a series regular on Dawson's uh, moving forward second season, and, and Doug would have maybe been the trajectory of Jack. Now, uh-huh. I, I don't have that totally confirmed, but it, it makes me wonder a little bit. Uh, knowing that they it did put a wrench in whatever they were planning when I left. So maybe Doug's trajectory would have been very clear from second season on. Um, I think obviously knowing Kevin, uh, a man who was always out in the industry, Mm -hmm. uh, it's natural. Of course he would have explored uh, Mm -hmm. a gay character as he did. And if you're going to, you know... uh, start with uh, the series, you naturally would have gone with the character of uh, is he or isn't he gay, and it was not clear, to get back to your question then, uh, really up until that final season, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we came back for that, that final episode. Um, I think we made... Actually, I don't even remember now, because what is it? This is like 15 years ago, yeah, or yeah. more. Um, I, I'm trying to remember in my own head, did I have an answer, and I was playing it one way or the other. I think... I think I probably played him as straight, mm-hmm. knowing that with the words and my own uh, portrayal of him, it was never, ever going to be clear. But I think I played him as straight, okay. and it would be up for the audience to to you mm-hmm. know guess whatever that meant. And so my mannerisms sometimes would say otherwise. Uh, certainly the words might suggest otherwise, but in my mind I was going to play him straight. Which is funny, though, when you think, you know, playing that last episode – when it when it comes out that he's gay, it was no big strange thing for me to to accept that. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, of course, of, of course, he, he's going to come out at the end there. That that's good resolution for the audience. I think it would have been very 
uh, you know, it would have been a big letdown for the audience. If it was, oh, he really was straight. You know what I mean? That, that, <laughs> yeah. that would have let the air out of the gag, I think. Yeah, and it really was great. I remember watching the episode when it aired and when the uh, the little scene where you pulled uh, you pulled Jack over and then eventually kiss. I remember being like, yes, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. And that's a good way to do it, right? Like, just go full on, give the big lip lock right there to let the audience know where we're going. Yeah, it was um, an exciting moment. Yeah, it was good. And and if I remember, we got nominated for, like, I think an MTV yeah. Best Kiss of the Year in television or something like that, uh, Kerr and I. Yeah, I believe I know did, yeah. uh, he, he'd had to do a lot of it, you know, over the years. And uh, that was my my first, you know, guy-on-guy guy kiss. And, um, yeah, no, that, that scene on the beach worked, uh, really well at the end. Uh, and, um, yeah, Hey, you know, Kerr's a good kisser. What can I say? <laughs> well, that, that finale is one of, I mean, obviously I'm biased cause I have a Dawson's Creek podcast and I love this show, but that finale really is one of the most well done television finales out there. Just the way they wrapped everything up in such a way yeah, to satisfy right? the fans, but not like playing fan service too much you know yeah. what i mean and i think yeah and if i remember kevin came back to write that mm-hmm. you know kevin yeah. left technically as a writer after maybe episode five or pretty early on in the first season he got it up on his legs a little bit and then and then handed it over mm-hmm. uh, but this was always his baby and um when he came back to write that i i, I seem to remember feeling like yeah yeah you hit all the notes and it didn't feel um like there was going to be any disappointment from the audience. Uh, I think it was done uh, with the same kind of earnestness and the same vibe that the show always had, right? I mean, yeah. it was interesting. I, I watched this episode that you guys, 105 Hurricane, had just been talking about. I haven't seen any of these in, <laughs> you know, well over a decade. I, yeah, I just haven't sure. seen any of this. And it's interesting to see the show to recognize, again, why it blew up so big as it did, mm-hmm. and very quickly, right? I mean, this show was oh, yeah. hot out of the gate. You know, the, those kids were on the cover of Rolling Stone, like, you know, within months of its release. Right. And to see to see what works for it then, and, of course, what makes it very dated now, it, it's, uh, it's a, a fun trip down memory lane. You know, there's just a, there's an innocence to that time period, and not just in this show, but I, I can imagine across the board in television, right, whether it's Party of Five or mm-hmm. My So-Called Life, but the pre nine eleven years of television and yep. the problems that teenagers were dealing with, it's just, it's a different world, isn't it? And it, it's fun to go back to, to, to revisit that a little bit. It's just a less complicated world. Yeah, no, no cell phones or, or the internet was around, no. but it wasn't like it is today. Nobody's tweeting. No, and yeah, and it's just that the humor is different. Um, you know, certainly Dawson's had sarcasm, but this is, it's a very different, it's just a very different vibe. Um, and, and the earnestness is, um, uh, is nice. It's genuine. You there's, know? And there's a certain kind of rawness to it all. Um, and yeah, it's been a fun trip down memory lane. Yeah. There's sarcasm, but not uh, cynicism, maybe. No, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, and I think it's a very good point. It, it, and it's very different, those two. It's very different. Yeah, I think it's actually, we're, we're almost getting to the point where someone could do a period piece set in that time frame and maybe make an engaging series now set in the late 90s 
I was wondering about that, you, you know, because I, I write and I produce as well, right? And, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about that. Like, when is there or will there be a tipping point when you could revisit something like that and not be laughed off the screen right. or, or just no one, you know, caring at all? Um, I, I, I bet there might be a tipping point. I, I'm not sure we're there now yet. I, I don't know. You look at shows. There's, there's a kind of a new um, um, vibe amongst television. When you look at shows like uh, Casual on Hulu, mm-hmm. which I, I really enjoy, um, uh, but there's a certain emptiness mm-hmm. in some of the characters, which is on purpose. Yeah, it, it, It's on purpose, and that's what's making it riveting and interesting, and the structure of shows are very different. You don't have to wrap everything up in a bow, and, and you don't have to spoon-feed the audience, obviously. We've been not doing that for a long time. But when you have shows like Transparent or Casual or, or uh, Catastrophe, have you guys seen Catastrophe? No, no. Uh, oh, oh, wait, yeah, God, that's the Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan show. Yes, that is yeah, great. Right? Yeah, right. I mean, they're just so awful to each other, and yet you can see the attraction, and the writing is just so yeah. smart and spot on. Uh, you might need to be married to really get it, but yeah. it, it, the cruelness is new. And... Uh, so the, the, the territory that we're covering in television is just so exciting. I don't know if we can quite yet flip it and, and go back to something a little um, earnest and innocent. I, I don't know. I oh. think we're so in, in love with the, the new territory we're going in, in cable, obviously. And, yeah. You know, what comes um, to mind for me? Sorry. What comes to mind for me is um, Stranger Things. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. It's got yeah, a definite... now that's an interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I, I was like the only guy on the planet. who, When I watched the first episode, I couldn't get through it. Yeah. And oh. I stopped. And it wasn't until, you know, over the next two, three months when literally the whole world, that's all they're talking about is Stranger <laughs> Things. And mm-hmm. I said to my wife, who's my writing partner, producing partner, I said, okay, clearly I need to go back with an open mind and watch this and see what's going on. But you know what I feel a little bit as well is I feel the machinations of Netflix behind the scenes and their data printouts going, yeah. you know what segment of our audience we're not really tapping into? I and mean, you know <laughs> yeah. that this is a purely data-driven programming. And I read a really interesting article. I don't remember what trade it was in, what trade's uh, paper. But they realized where they're not getting subscription growth Mm-hmm. is sort of my age. Yeah. Uh, so the people that grew up, and I guess some, I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, the, the, the audience that grew up, right, in the 80s, and so they literally, oh. and I don't know, did the pitch come to them or did they formulate it with the Duffer Brothers at the same time? Of like, you know what? Yeah. We want to be an homage to the 80s. So let's get Winona Ryder, you know, for yeah. an obvious reason. Like, we have not seen Winona in years and years, right? Suddenly mm-hmm. she's there. And, and, and let's get Matthew Modine, because mm-hmm. of course, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. And then we're going to do a little game of, uh, drinking game of how many 80s and, and movies can <laughs> you spot yeah. in regard to visual eggs <laughs> or, or audible clues. I mean, it was an amazing game my wife and I were playing. Like, up oh, there's Joss. Up oh, yeah. there's that. Up oh, there's, you know, right? Yeah. And, and of course, it kind of wraps you in and just the game and the music. I mean, I was just thinking about the, the, the music composer, how much fun this guy or woman would have had just going into the old synth 
sound, oh, right? Oh, yeah. John Carpenter scores from... Oh, my yeah. God, right? Like, how much fun? You're never... That's a, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of job now, because that's never going to be asked of you ever again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I appreciate the fun in all of it. Um, I did find it myself, though, that... I mean, we're not doing a critique, I guess, on Stranger Things, but I did find it a little slow and plodding. We know where we're going, and I felt that the ringing it out was just a little slow for me. And I did find the writers sometimes getting caught, um, and they didn't dial back to fix certain things just because they're like, ah, let's just keep moving, let's keep moving. Um, But that's more of a writer thing. Uh, But I did end up enjoying it. You know, I I did end up appreciating what they were doing, and um, I just loved the opening credits. Yeah, the music. And I can't remember what it's reminding me of, but it's reminding me of a movie very, very specifically. And I, I want to, I want to dig down and define what they're, what are they cribbing from the opening credits? Because I can't quite place my finger on it. From the graphics the, and then the sound. The graphics are very Stephen the font. King. Yeah, it, yeah. It 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 got me because that the, those kids were the age I was at that time period, and so yeah, yeah. I mean, and I everything you're saying is. Spot on. It is kind of like they they made it for me and people in our generation to well, rope they, us they in. They absolutely did, and it worked. You know, I mean, Ted Sarandos and and you know, I mean everybody there. They're so damn smart. Clearly, I mean, what they've made of of, of that business. But at first, I just felt like I was being manipulated. Yeah, I kind of feel that way now. <laughs> they felt here's here's you, you know, brought up some more subscribers in this one little niche, and and okay, you did it. All right. You've brought up some really good points. I'm now anti Stranger Things. You've, you've turned me around, Dylan Neal. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay, so um, you mentioned a couple of times your uh, wife, who's a writer and producer, with you, and I know that uh, she's she, you, and she do the uh, Gourmet Detective. So uh, right, you know which new movie is coming out uh, October nine, I think. That's right. That's right. On Which, the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. It's very a hard. We were not watching in, in the 80s or when we were uh, 28. <laughs> or anything that existed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's right. unfortunately yeah, very, no, very hard. Very to, different thing. It's hard to find the uh, the previous airings of those. We actually looked for them by means legal and not so legal and could not. Couldn't not track even them illegally. Down. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Um, yeah, I know they're. They do pretty well in Europe for for Muse Entertainment, which is my uh, the company that tex- technically owns the franchise, and they're my co-producers on these. Mm-hmm. I, I sold it to Hallmark with them. Uh, I it wish does we really well for them overseas, but uh, yeah, it airs uh, all the time on Hallmark. So unless your your TiVo is set to <laughs> oh, is it all the time? <laughs> <laughs> wish okay. list. Uh, often, often. Okay, but I imagine you guys, yeah, aren't totally up on everything that's happening over at Hallmark every week. Uh, I can forgive you that. It's, Maybe uh, it's not pointed directly at our demographic <laughs> like Stranger Things not, was. Not, but of course, yeah. to be fair, neither is Dawson's Creek, and here we are. Good point. <laughs> it, it, there, here you are, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I think a lot of our, our listeners will, will definitely be into it, for sure. And, yeah, no, absolutely. We have a, we have a great time doing it. Uh, you know, I, I can tease uh, being at Hallmark, they, they've been wonderful uh partners uh, obviously i did a, a series over there their first uh, scripted series called cedar cove mm-hmm. and that was me and andy mcdowell on the hallmark channel uh, they actually have two channels they have the hallmark channel and they have the hallmark movies and mysteries channel and so i've been doing a lot of hallmark over the last uh four years as, as they kind of ramped up their 
their production schedule and uh, they keep buying stuff from, from Becky and myself. Uh, as she just came back into the workforce, she had taken, you know, maybe eight years off to just be with our kids as, mm-hmm. as a stay-at-home mom. And she had been a TV writer previously. So as she got back into sort of the workforce, I was already at Hallmark with Cedar Cove. And I said, well, why don't we just pitch something at Hallmark? I know everybody there and we'll just start there. And little did we know they were just going to buy literally everything we we (laughs) pitched. So we've been nonstop Hallmark, which is wonderful. But um, uh, we'd also like to, uh, you know, get back out there and and do some other stuff as well. But um, it's probably a little closer to, um, to our own sensibility a little bit, even though, Gourmet Detect has been been very fun. Well, it, based on what I saw of it, and I you know found some clips on YouTube and stuff like that, and uh, sure. I actually I actually sure. have some familiarity with the novels. Um, <clears throat> you do? Yeah. You, you read one of the novels? Uh, yes. I realized when I was doing research, I was like, "Oh, this sounds really familiar." Oh, wait, I read I, I read I think the uh, the very first one. Probably, I don't know. Wow, yeah. I've never met anyone that's read one of those. I mean, that, that those are obscure books. Good for you. Well, Good for uh, you. And so you can imagine, if you have any memory, how very challenging they were to adapt to television. I was actually going to ask, uh, how is adapting a novel? I mean, how do you do it? And and it, B, how do you do it with your wife? Because my wife and I don't agree on much. If we were to, yeah, to write something. Yeah, it's not going to work for everybody, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, that'll either uh, strengthen your marriage or pretty much put an end to it right there <laughs> yeah. if you're going to write with a spouse. Fortunately for us, we, we've had good success with it. We um, we don't do it all the time. We we first paired up, oh and I think it was in 2003, for a pilot that was very, very loosely based on my childhood, and, and we ended up selling it in a bidding war to Sony, and, and it was a great experience. And then for whatever reason, we didn't really do it again until many years later. Mm. Um, books, it, it depends on the book. You know, these were challenging because, A, they all take place in Europe. Um, it, it, they're very much old-fashioned, Ten Little Indians, mm-hmm. Agatha Christie kind of novels with 40 moving parts and a cast of thousands, mm. very nonlinear, um, which makes it challenging for uh television especially a network yeah. like homework where you got to kind of keep your your sleuthing very simple and uh none of the characters that that i've included are in the book uh so really <laughs> all we options with the name of the book oh, gotcha. <laughs> gourmet detective well to be and fair that's my really character good. <laughs> henry yeah. is is there the central character is there uh, but we had to basically make up everything else and sometimes we keep the conceit of the book of what the mystery is but then yeah. we don't use how he went from A to Z to solve it because it, it just doesn't quite work. Um, so it's been a lot, a lot of work. And then um, it's also challenging um, sort of learning the, the riddle that is Hallmark because they have a very specific way of telling a story and they have a very specific audience. Mm-hmm. And so what I had pitched in the room was, look, I'm going to give you basically castle slash moonlighting wrapped in a, in a nice little Hallmark bow. And they loved it, and they bought that. But then I found out that, well, it's not exactly what they want, though. Yeah. And so yeah, what I thought, of, I thought I was going to be delivering a castle kind of a thing, uh, it, it's not really kind of turned into that. Now, it's still a work in progress, and I really hope we get to do some more because I, I really feel that the franchise is very much just a work in progress. I'm, I'm not completely happy with them yet, um, 
unfortunately uh, that the the audience likes them. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I'm a mechanic under the hood, sure. uh, still working on that carburetor. I, I really need to kind of figure it out a little better so that uh, so that I'm happier. You know, I think that's the case with a lot of creative endeavors. Is is any artist really satisfied when they're done with with what they've created? Or there's always yeah more probably yeah I. I don't know any actor that ever likes watching themselves or uh, or, or ever feel that they, they totally nailed it. And certainly with writers, um, you know, when you're writing television specifically, it's always a work in progress. Um, you know, just think of what the first couple of episodes of Seinfeld looked like versus how it ended up, right? It's, yeah. it's like night and day. The writers are figuring out the actors. The actors are figuring out the material. And and then the actors, I mean, the writers, you have to follow the actors that you cast. And they may not be giving you quite how you initially envisioned it. It might be better, it might be worse, or, or it just might be different. different yeah. uh, but everyone has to learn each other. And then the, the actors are learning the rhythms of the, the writing. And, and so that's why it's a shame nowadays that, that shows are canceled so quickly. Like, think yeah. of Cheers, right? Cheers didn't become popular until its third season. It was the, the second last rated show in all of television at the end of its first season nowadays it would have been canceled right after its fourth or fifth season it needed that time to kind of figure out what it was but you know in an era we have literally 400 scripted shows now on television yeah 400 800 in total if you include non-scripted i mean it's unbelievable the television landscape these days and there's just no time to tinker it's like there's not enough people watching. We're not getting the ad dollar rates we used to. We, you know, let's, yeah. let's get moving. It's got to catch fire right now, or um, you know, we're moving on. On the bright side, if 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 the fans do react to it, you know, in a in a passionate way, seems like some things can come back, like on a Netflix or or Hulu or something. It happens once. Well, in a while. yes. Although I don't think it has anything to do with the fans to a degree. True. Obviously, yeah. there's got to be enough people there. Uh, there's a great guy on Twitter for anyone who's into TV stuff, like the serious nuts and bolts of TV. Follow a, a character named TV Grim Reaper. Oh, I follow him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know Fan what I'm excuse bingo. So yeah. We know about the PR Jedi, right? Yeah. And how everything in TV is spun and how fans are always clamoring like, oh, we'll just get a petition of, you know, uh-huh. a million signatures. And it's like, no, no, no. Maybe in the history of television, like, Two shows have ever been turned around because of fan, uh, you know, fan revolt. Yeah. What I think happens with Netflix is again they have so much data they're and they're smart. able to watch in a way that I don't even think Nielsen's can of yeah. what's going on second by second. Is that when a show like Longmire gets canceled at A and E, it's not the fan outpouring that. I, I think, you know, mm. makes Netflix take notice. They just look at their reams of data and the numbers and who their audience is or where they want to go, and they figure out, you know what, there's a financial model here for us yeah. that has little to do with, with a campaign, you know. It's it's just a different kind of thing. And, uh, and, and sometimes you're looking for a lost leader. Like, look at House of Cards, right? They oh, bought yeah. two years up front for $200 million dollars. They didn't, I mean, of course they want to make money. They wanted it to succeed, Mm -hmm. but it was not about that. It was a lost leader. It's like, we're going to plant a flag in Hollywood since we're still the new kid on the block. And this is going to get everybody's attention because we're going to make a movie every week. And it's going to look like a movie and we're going to put movie stars in it. 
and we're going to attract a lot of not only attention, but we're going to get the players who want to do good work. They're going to start knocking on our door. And it's exactly what happened, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, other shows, I think that the little bit of information they do let out, I think many other shows bring more audience or better viewership than House of Cards. But mm-hmm. that House of Cards uh, gambit, oh, man, did it ever work. And and now they are. Like, you know, first stop shopping for everybody is like you go to – either Netflix or Amazon or, you know, maybe even Hulu. It's not quite the same, but, uh, you know, the networks are dying for product. Yeah. No one no one wants to go there first. So House of Cards is the Dodge Viper of, uh, <laughs> right? of TV it's, shows. That's a perfect analogy. It is <laughs> the Halo analogy. car. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Halo car. It's the Tesla, whatever that little sports car was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, when I was doing research for this interview, um, I stalked through your Instagram and uh, found, found, number one, uh, you, at one point, used to own a a 69 280 SL, which... Oh, my God, that was a beautiful car. Nice ride. I love those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, I had a nine-month restoration on that car. It was gorgeous inside and out. I mean, it looked like a new car. Uh. Those are wonderful. I love those things. Uh, I never should have sold it. I, I regret it to this day. And the same for the Bronco. If you're going to go down to the Bronco, uh, I saw the I saw the Bronco as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got. I, I know how to pick them, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think those are like almost like the number one and two sought after cars in the country, and and their value is just through the roof. Those Broncos. You know what's going to be next though for those people that want to know is is, is the classic uh, long wheel base Range Rover. Mark my words. Oh yeah. Those are going to start to move in price. And I had one of those too. I had a 93, so I know those cars. They're going to they're <laughs> going to start moving. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely believe you and the thing about those Broncos that is so surprising to me every time I see those things like on eBay or something going for tens of thousands of dollars. Like, yeah, just for the rusted-out body. Well, yeah. not rusted-out. That's the key, right? They all want yeah. California Bronco because of the, the lack of rust. Yeah, forget about how it runs or the interior. Just if you've got a, <laughs> you know, a solid body, you're going to be doing well. Yeah, like 15 years ago, I could have picked up five of those for two grand, all running. <laughs> right? <laughs> and never once would I have thought, oh, that's going to be the you know big – that's going to be a good investment <laughs> because that would be crazy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh if we only knew. I would never would have sold that one either. Well, I feel like we have to bring it back to Dawson's Creek a little bit. Um, I guess we do. Um, we, we could cover a lot of territory, though, guys. I think we're in sync here on a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> this, is, this is going w- yeah, you start, well. <laughs> this is co- start thinking about the next podcast, guys, and you've got to let me in on it. All right? I mean, we, we can cover a lot of territory here. You know, Forget the whole Dawson's Creek thing. I mean, that's just a good little appetizer. Let's move on to more important things. Well, do you have any suggestions? <laughs> Carcast. <laughs> well, let me brainstorm. Okay. <laughs> Um, I did want to since since you watched this episode, you took the time to to revisit that classic. Um, do you remember? I mean, I and I've, we've already given the caveat at, when we recorded the beginning that this was filmed so long ago, and you're a busy guy who don't. Yeah. So if you don't remember anything we asked, that's totally cool. Um, okay, but per, in particular, just um, like the the scene where you you pull a gun on Pacey. Is yeah. is pretty memorable. Um, yeah, 
And I don't even know if I have a question about it, but was it, was it fun to pull a gun on Josh Jackson? I guess that's the question. <laughs> well, I think everyone was jealous that I was the first one to get to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I remember it. Uh, if, if, I think I remember worrying like, wow, this is a big leap here uh, for a, obviously a funny little bit, that, but I'm pulling a gun on my brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, go, uh, it goes from is, irritated. Is it goes from irritated to completely nuts in nothing flat, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that's like that's not even a blink of an eye. That's like, um, yeah, Doug's got some real issues here now. Suddenly, okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of the things that uh, yeah, makes no, us love I, Doug. I do remember it. Uh, I, I think though that day I was just more worried about having to sing that one line, whatever that that oh. little lyric I sang, because I am not a singer, <laughs> and for whatever reason I. Re- I repeatedly have to end up singing and dancing on the screen and neither of which I can do at all. So, um, the, yeah, I think I remember being more nervous about that. Um, yeah. and looking up online in my hotel room, how the song actually went because I didn't know it mm. or, or wasn't, didn't remember it well enough. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, um, it, it was fun working with Josh though, because, uh, we obviously we're both Canadian right. originally. And, um, uh, you know, he, he's a good Canadian kid, as we say. He's, uh, he, he's a little bit of what you see is what you get too. He, he's a he's a precocious kid. He's, he he had a lot of experience by the time he he arrived on Dawson. I think he had more, yeah. you know, a longer resume than all of us, really. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he, he was just very comfortable. He, he's a smart guy, and um, he suits that. Uh, smart alecky character very well and he's played that character since uh, you know in different forms and so um, uh, I I always had fun um, you know hanging out with Josh and um, that 105 that is that my first episode, Hurricane? Is that I think where you it's first your, see Doug? I think it's your second. Um, second, four yeah. and five are they like two? Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe you know, like so. Part one and part two, those shows, yeah. um, those episodes. Um, yeah, so it was fun to to meet Josh and uh, you know sort of welcome me on the set. Although frankly, everyone was really nice, and uh, I remember in that first episode, which uh, must have been one of four of them, um, you know, Kevin was still in town. And uh, I got invited to one of the sort of the last cast dinners with Kevin before he was leaving back for L.A. And Katie was so young. I think she was literally maybe 18. It was her second job ever. I think she'd only done the ice storm right Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. Had just finished high school, maybe. And it had this new car. I think it was like a Mazda something or other, this little car that her dad maybe had got for her or she got herself. And and I ended up driving her to the restaurant because she was, still wasn't sure on how how to work all the controls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these were these were young kids. Yeah. Uh, and but they were all very uh, uh, really welcoming and um, and like on any show with young twenty somethings, everyone's just so excited to to have a TV show. It's 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 very heady and and so exciting. You feel like you're on top of the world. And uh, and and I remember it, you know, for myself a little bit. Um, having had, you know, some TV regular experience um, mm-hmm. in years prior. Uh, and I could see what they were going through, and it was uh, it was fun to watch. And um, um, and also, you know, what's it's interesting is they really kept their heads together. Um, yeah. It's very difficult to be a teenager, you know, or, or in your young 20s and have a hit TV show. You're getting so much attention. You're making a lot of money. And to not kind of spiral out of control a little bit, um, you know, it's it's pretty great that we haven't 
seen some some pretty uh, embarrassing headlines from from those kids, you know, over those years. Uh, yeah. They really kept it together. Yeah, there there were no big flameouts from Dawson's Creek, but like there. No. Often, no. I mean, there's always going to be little things here and there. And I think Josh got into a little trouble here and there. (laughs) Nothing serious. I think everyone was dating everybody at some point. That's you know, that's inevitable when you're in your 20s. Um, But uh, but I didn't hang out with them that much either uh, because I was that much older and I was coming in and I was out and in and out. Um, But um, but uh, they were all really kind and nice and um, you know it was it was it was a fun time. Well, that is great. I, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. I mean, it might be more exciting if I did have, you know, lots of dirt and stuff. Like oh, that. it was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah, I know. I know. Michelle Williams uh, strapped me to a chair and sprayed lemon juice in my eyes for three days because I looked at her wrong between scenes. <laughs> yeah, she's just constantly blowing cigarette smoke into my face, you know. Um, it was always funny, though, because she was a smoker back then, too, and she looked so young, right? Like she just looked like yeah. a baby, you know, she still had like those, the cheeks of a, a young girl and to, to see her smoking, I always thought it was always so uh, incongruous. <laughs> wow. But you know, what's interesting too, is you could see, you could see a little bit of who they've become back then, you know, yeah, yeah. Michelle always seemed to be sort of more of a, a quieter type. Uh, she was always reading as was Katie. Um, uh, you could tell she was a really smart uh, woman, and I, and later when she was making the choices that she was making in film that were a little off, off the beaten path, you could, mm. you could tell that she was going to be smart about this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just amazing to see, you know, what a career she's put together for herself, and she's so talented, and 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 Katie as well. Uh, I mean, oh my God, when she got, you know, engaged to Tom and married, that was just so surreal. Yeah, it was weird. Huh? You know, little little Katie marrying the world's biggest movie star of all time. It was it was surreal to to, to think I you know had yeah. known her a little bit at you that knew time. Her as basically, a child, just a child. You know, this high schooler. Uh, that was always very surreal. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, Josh and uh, James have both done really well. So um, yeah, it's an amazing success story for all of them. Yeah. Oh. um... Another thing we should uh, probably plug while uh, you're on the line. So you're in this little, uh, you're in these little independent films. Something about Gray. Um, mm, I've, heard. Uh, I've heard something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Fifty Shades of Gray. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about another behemoth. You know, when I was first cast in the first one, um, I mean, just the the, the news cycle. You're, you're just in like every announcement all over the world within like six hours or, you know, I mean, wow. it was getting, they were making jokes about, you know, like, Oh, the janitor just got cast and let's make a big announcement about it. I mean, every single yeah. person that was added to the movie, it was just, it was becoming ridiculous. Um, and, and I, you know, most of my stuff got cut out of the movie. I'm barely in it. And in the second and third, so many of us from the first one are basically, we're all glorified extras now. I mean, I'm not doing anything basically in, in any of them now, yeah. but, um, but to be part of something so big and and yeah. so uh, hotly anticipated was uh, w- was fun. It uh, it was very strange. I can only imagine what uh, those two were going through, you know, and, and shouldering all of that because uh, you didn't know how it was going to do. You know, well, yeah. I mean th- that the books were such a phenomenon, and 
and then with the bidding war on getting the rights and knowing that to do them probably in a way that gives them justice, you you would probably do it NC-17, but yeah. you know that there's never, ever been a successful NC-17 movie, so that probably doesn't make financial success, but if you make it just an R, you're going to piss off the fans, so what do you do, right? I mean, it was a, a very fine line that they had to walk, uh, and, uh, you know, obviously the gamble paid off with global grosses of over $500 million. Um yeah, it's it's not, not an okay. easy not an easy thing to to pull off, regardless of what people thought of the final product or not. I mean, uh, you know, it's un, um, you know, unmistakably a massive, massive hit. It's got to be cool to at least. I mean, no, no matter how big your role is, to say you you've dipped your toe in that pond is is pretty exciting. Yeah, I yeah I, I get yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I mean, you know, I'm always just thankful to be working. Period. Well, and you know, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, a paycheck. I'm sort of a, a blue collar actor is how I consider myself and. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, working uh, sure beats, um, you know, digging ditches for a living. That's true. I sort of do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, he, he digs digs ditches to find old old bones that he can then catalog and put in a museum somewhere. I got you. I got you, really. Yeah. But, but it's basically digging ditches. You just have to be really, really neat <laughs> about it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with the odd brush. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. That pretty much does it for my, you know, my questions. Unless you have any you other. You didn't know I was going to be uh, so long-winded, did you? I kind of cover like ten questions with like with one answer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm super not. grateful. In fact, I, I didn't want to just be reading from a list of questions. I'm not. <laughs> neither of us have a lot of experience interviewing. Not a lot. And you're yeah. just. It's been easy to talk to you, which is. Which is great. Oh, good, it's good. Great. I'm glad. Well, hopefully this will open the gate, and you'll you'll, uh, you'll get somebody else to, to come on here with you guys. That'd be fantastic. But honestly, even if it doesn't, and we only have one interview, we'll, we're totally happy. Um, yeah. you're done. You got it. You're done. Yeah. Well, we're a year and nine months in. You know, it's it's funny. Is that how long you've been doing it? Yes, we really have. We we kind of made it as a joke, but we really yeah, do like the show. You haven't finished. You haven't finished the series yet. What? How? How far along are you? And oh. are, are you just doing it randomly? We do it random. No order from. Yeah, completely random. Um, we're currently at episode one hundred six. <laughs> All right. How many did we do? One twenty-eight. Oh my God! You're at the finish line. You're almost there. Yeah, but, but we're, we're doing it out of order. We do do it randomly. We we actually use a number generator to pick the episode every week, and uh, we do repeats. It's like we've watched this the third time. We've watched Hurricane. <laughs> And oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was we. It's one of our favorites, honestly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but okay, it, we're not saying it's a great overall idea. <laughs> no, but it's the idea we came up with, <laughs> and it, it does well, have it does have some advantages. Um, the listeners have heard me say this a few times, but watching these in entirely random order allows you to see completely different things. Like you can really just. You know, focus on a performance rather than where this plot is going, because you know where the plot's going, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, and and especially too with the drinking, you must be doing while doing this. That's <laughs> oh. got to put a good spin on it too. In fact, once you finish all the way through, you should start from the beginning again and do your version of drunk history and just do oh, yeah. drunk Dawson's podcast. <laughs> oh, right? Man. I mean, they kind of already are drunk Dawson's, at least for yeah, me. Yeah, I imagine you'd have to be, but. Um, we, the, the idea, at least in my head when it was conceived was, cause I, I mean, 
I'm a 37 year old dude, but I really do love Dawson's Creek. I don't know why, but it's always been one of my yeah. favorite shows. Um, but I always liked it when I'd catch it on reruns and syndication, and it'd always just be a random episode. I'd never know what I was going to get. It'd just be right. on TV. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of the idea with this. It's just you tune in, you get well, a random you were the, one. the sweet spot, too, for it then, age-wise, uh, weren't you? Yeah, when definitely. We were their yeah. age, basically, when when it was airing. Hmm? And I kind of yeah. got sucked into it by some other people watching it, and I just... Just dug it. I don't know why. No, no pun intended. Dug ah, it. dug it. <laughs> you just dug it. <laughs> now we know where the phrase comes from. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, no, it makes perfect sense. I think mean, you know we we all watched it at the time. It was. Uh, I don't remember where it stood in the ratings. I mean, any WB show was never you know a top ten show just because it's a little little engine that could. But uh, it was certainly you know. Uh, an iconic show. Yeah, it was I mean, a phenomenon in its own way. Watched for yeah. a reason, yeah, you know? And, well, it, 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 it had to have been the first show, at least that I can remember, that it was never the fact that it focused on kids. We've always had shows focusing on kids mm-hmm. and, and their, their earnestness. But, you know, Kevin gave them a language that was not based on reality, right? Mm-hmm. Every word, every other word is a multisyllabic word. And he, he just put this, this spin on, on this uh, microcosm that we hadn't seen before. And I think that co- coupled with, I guess, good casting, right? I mean, it, it takes yeah. the, the magic when casting works to, to, to really launch a show into another level. And w- with that uh, world that he created of uh, looking back into a Spielbergian kind of world, with the language that he gave the kids that we hadn't heard before, uh, it was just the right recipe to, to catch the zeitgeist of, of the moment, right? And, and and it really took off for those reasons. Yeah, it was, and like you've mentioned earlier, just the the honesty and sincerity of it. it yeah. It roped us softies in. So, And also, let's not underplay, an important aspect was Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, at the, the heart of it all. Yes. You know, you had Doug pulling up the rear, exactly, I mean, so to speak. We, we do have many people who've written into our show that say Doug's one of their, Doug is their favorite character, so. Um, oh, that's great. That's great. He's, it was. Go ahead. He's withstood the test of time is all I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great. That's great. I, I mean, I have to admit, I was cringing watching it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to do that with anything that I did, uh, uh, you know, pre uh Two thousands. Yeah, I, I wouldn't look at anything I have on tape of myself. Oh no, <laughs> from last week, let alone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I think that pretty much pretty much wraps it up. Um, we don't want to keep you any longer. And where you you're in um, you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm here in L.A. Yeah, it's where are you guys? We are in Kansas City. Kansas City. Well, you're the home of Hallmark, the Hallmark. Family. We are absolutely. <laughs> yeah, their name is everywhere. The halls. If you, they they own the state, I think, don't they? <laughs> uh, a couple of big, good-sized portions, yeah. Yeah, they they definitely yeah. stake their claim. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah. if you're ever in town visiting the uh, corporate overlords, <laughs> uh, give us a call. <laughs> Take you out I to dinner. I will do that. I'll, uh, yes, I will call you from, uh, yeah, headquarters. <laughs> Hall's headquarters. Um, before we go, do you want to um, give one more good plug to the Gourmet Detective? And maybe if you want people to follow you on social media, you could... Shout that out, too. Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. On Twitter, I'm um, at Dylan Neal Studio. Um, 
I used to have a, an acting studio, um, so that's why that studio came in. Yeah. And then on Instagram, I think I'm I'm just Dylan J Neal. I'm on Facebook somewhere under I think that's actor Dylan Neal. Yep. So you can find me there. Uh, and then uh, yeah, the third Gourmet Detective is coming up on October 9th on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. That's with uh, me and Brooke Burns. And uh, if you like uh, Castle Moonlighting, that love-hate banter kind of thing, like you've never seen that on television before. I know it's very unique and, and original, <laughs> but we do our own version of that, and it's actually really cute. And uh, and I have a lot of fun doing those, and so I hope you'll tune in and uh, and watch that. Definitely, but I, I really appreciate you guys inviting me on. This was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's been great going down memory lane. It's it's been a long, long time, but uh, those were good years. Well, I, we're we're so stoked that you that you came on and um, we're so open with us and letting us know how it went. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah, I hope this works for you guys. And um, and and next time, I promise I'll I'll do the drinking on my end <laughs> so that we're in sync. You know, because I don't want to be left behind here if you're already you know four beers down the road. Yep, that's pretty much that's, that's about, a pretty good count. Pretty much it. I nailed that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm Canadian, so I'll I'll bring some Canadian beer and I'll I'll catch up very quickly with my higher alcohol content. So. There you go. All right. Well, Dylan, thank right, you so guys. much, and you have a good night. You too. Been a pleasure, guys. Take care. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay, uh, that happened, people. <laughs> so I guess now we have to anticlimactically plug our stuff. <laughs> well, I am well, at Ace underscore Collins um, on Twitter, interacting with Dylan Neal. Obviously, he's my new best friend. <laughs> so <laughs> the show's Twitter feed is at Talkin Dawson, T A L K I N D A W S O N, and you can find me at the Frog with a zero if you're nasty. Also, you can uh, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash creek of the week. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. That'd be nice. Because algorithms. This, this feels stupid. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Very anticlimactic <laughs> after what we have just experienced. That was awesome. That dude was so cool. Yeah. I Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't actually believe he'd call us until he actually called us. Yeah. Audience, so, you couldn't see this, but like about every five or so minutes, I was waving the mouse at the time of the Skype call. Yeah, like he was, holy shit, this is a, he's been on the line with us for thirty minutes. This is how <laughs> he was down to clown, and I think we can uh, officially say, oh man, Whitey, you don't really have to ask him to come on the show when we say it anymore because he's done it. He came on the show, man. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, check out our website at www.creekoftheweek.com. Each episode, including this one, gets its own uh, write-up screenshot. I'm sure this time will be uh, Doug looking handsome, possibly with a gun in his hand. Oh, yeah. Doug. Yeah. It'll definitely be a Doug screenshot. Um, where are we at? Email creekoftheweek at gmail.com. I'm sure I know at least one of our frequent emailers that will have something to say about this Maybe a few things <laughs> about this particular episode. And finally, thank you, as always, to Sound of Days at SODMusic.com for our theme song. Do you want to rate uh... C+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about this is C+. Plus. This is super long, so I hope everybody's cool with that. If you're not, GFY. Because, yep. <laughs> I mean, hopefully there's they can maybe... 
Well, okay, some of this can be edited out because we did record for a long time waiting. But yeah, we got about five minutes before. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people, thanks for hanging in there. Um, I hope that we did get we got some exclusives. Yes, exclusives. Like the that fact that um, had he not left, Doug might have played, might have been a main cast member, and he might have been the new Jack, basically. Yeah. Where would the show have gone from there? That would have been pretty great. I mean, uh, yeah. Kerr Smith is awesome, and I, I, I would never wish him off the show, but that would have been great too. Yeah, yeah. It would've... maybe Kerr Smith could have come on as another straight guy. Possibly. Could have yeah. kept dating Katie Holmes. Could have or... kept making her come with, with words. <laughs> okay, keep it gross, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, have no reason to extend this any longer. So until next week, I will be Dylan Neal's fire, and. I could never choose to hate him. (laughs) Bye-bye.